Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Past Blaster cast. My name is Jones. I have my friend Rich with me, and we are about to take you across the web of the universe and back, as always. Roll the intro music. Past Blasters in the fucking face. Man, I love that song. And that is just wonderful. Every single time it gets me. So here today, we have a real expert with us. It's a real treat. And many times on this podcast, we have someone who can do one thing, who can do something else. This man is actually a bit of an anomaly. Not only is he a history professor at uh, UC Berkeley, but also he is a world-renowned Indiana Jones impersonator. They actually used him as an extra in all of the movies. Um, so here we have with us Jacob. Jacob, uh, you want to say hello, Jacob, to the uh, audience? Oh yeah, that's me, Jacob. I I love this. Welcome, Jacob. Thank you so much for being on the past cast. We are about to blast you oh, into the next you. dimension. I love being blasted with the past. Absolutely, that's wonderful. Don't we all? Yeah, that's wonderful. So. We might start it off a bit light here. We're just going to sort of talk about general, you know, history. That's the reason we're really all here is that we just love mm-hmm. history. We well, love start from the books. beginning. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Now, of course, Jones and I, you know, we're just podcasters. We're not exactly at the same level as you are. So we right. want to sort of talk about uh, some things that have happened in the past, sort of ask some viewer questions, uh, see what's going on, what you have to say about uh, about some of these events that we'd all would love to know more of. All right, how 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 past are you talking about? Because I know a lot of things about history, like like even back when the dinosaurs were alive. I played Animal Crossing, so I know about dinosaurs. That's great to hear. Well, we have very, quite very a wide great. range. I mean, there's the entirety of the past to look from and choose from, and so we don't really even have to restrict ourselves. Oh, and we amazing. have documented things from the past. We have predicted things for the future. Mm-hmm. We're pro-history documenters, just total buffs, and we're ready to take on any question that a viewer has and if you are then just let us know and we can begin oh yeah i love viewers they have good so questions. amazing yeah i have my first question this is actually i'm i'm going uh going with a personal question first so i heard on truthlink.biz it's a website i read i get my news from that the mayans actually predicted 9 11 years ago even before george bush said it happened uh, can you talk a little bit about how they might have done this? Oh, well, the mines were really good. Obviously, they were smart, as, as well as .biz websites. It's a great TLD. You should always get your news from those. But the Mayans, they were really smart, because you got to think, like, they have five letters in their name, and 9 and 11 both don't have five letters. So how they, they knew, obviously. And George Bush, George has five letters, so he did 9-11. Absolutely. Undisputed yeah. fact. It's great to finally get that settled. You know, I see lots of people saying one way this way, one way the other way. Looks like we now have the definitive source. Someone call so. someone call CNN, you know. Absolutely wonderful, Jacob. Um, I have one from your mom, actually, frequent listener of uh, the past blaster caster. Uh as I'm sure you're aware, I don't know if she talks about. Oh, us she much. puts up posters up. Yeah, loves this one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the nudes. Does she have the nudes calendar? Oh, she has the nudes calendar actually. <laughs> well, that's just wonderful. She had to ask 
Hey, Jacobs, haven't seen you in a while. How are you doing? Welcome on the cast. What was your GPA in high school that led you up to your future? I forgot I don't have the documents at home anymore. Love, Mama Jacob. Uh, see, we don't have the documents because I, uh, I burned them, actually. Because my GPA was only a 3.9, and I just didn't think I was good enough. I worked really hard to get into every college in the world, actually, and I got a, at least a four at all of them. So, yeah, that's how I know so much about history. Even though I never took a history class, I learned about other things. That so is... what brought you out of that drought of uh, having such a low GPA? Dude, a 3.8? Honestly, who could handle having a 3.8? That's not even 10. Despicable. Disgusting. Yeah. yeah. Well, glad to get that cleared up. Next, we actually have a question from my dad. And uh, he says, hey, Rich, I don't have any other way to contact you. So please listen to me. Your mother and I haven't seen you in five years and you ignore all of our calls and messages. Please, we just want to be a family again. Thanks, dad. Well, that doesn't seem like much of a question for uh, for Jacob. So maybe we can skip over that one. Uh, yeah, that's okay if we skip that, yeah, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. They're falling apart. Um, so let's let's go to uh let's t- let's let's take it a little back. We've been talking about some uh some somewhat recent history, the Mayans. Let's take it way back to the Crescent Storis era, uh right when the dinosaurs first started evolving. So let's play a little game with this one. It's called Dinosaurs at the same time. You t- we're going to list two dinosaurs and we're going to try and t- t- we're going to ask you if they appeared at the same time in history or not. And so it's a bit of a it's a bit of a game show type of game segment we're starting with. That's right. Can I start off? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, ready? Brontiosaurus. Yeah. They're cute. All right, let's give another one. Larangosaurus. Oh, they were definitely together. They fucked. Why do you say that? That seems a little rude. I'll have this podcast is PG thirteen, so you can only say that once. You already used it. We've already used it up. Uh, I'm sorry. I should have. We've already used it up, so you don't need to. You don't need to be sorry. You just need to not say it. Yeah. Just definitely not say it. You can only say it once. Well, you know, Larangosaurus, yeah, that was a really cute dinosaur. I actually forgot the first one, but I'm sure any dinosaur Brontiosaurus. Would, would oh, Brontiosaurus. Yeah, the Brontiosauruses would definitely be down. Is it true that the, I heard that the dinosaurs are at, were actually birds? So is it true that all the dinosaurs were could just fly around and they might not have even been on the ground if they were birds? Oh, a lot of the dinosaurs, yeah, they totally, they totally did soar in the sky. You know, not all of them were that special. Not everyone can be that special. Have you seen the dinosaur history report where they have the dinosaur in the cave and he walked into the cave and that's why they're fossils? Because caves collapse and then that's what morphs the, the bones to be fossilized because of the cave, the pungent cave odor and aura well, in the cave. I mean, this is just so... I'm sure you know this, uh, Jacob, but he's referring to the the cave collapse theory we recently published in the uh, the Journal of Cave Studies. It was back right. in I think 2017. But very fascinating. There, there's sort of some skepticism between uh, some of the older age uh, 
historians on the on the east coast and then the the more new age sort of neo-archaeologists on the west coast and that a lot of people disagree with the cave theory on the basis that it seems like it's just a micro scale version of the tectonic plate theory and a lot of people disagree that these macro and micro components really behave the same in the same scenarios well they do it on molecular scale and that's the only thing that contributes to fossilization, at least for the first, you know, multiple thousand years. Well, as we know from physics, you know, molecular scale things and quantum scale things and macroscopic scale things don't always quite align up how we expect them to. So while it's definite evidence, I wouldn't say that it's, uh, it's enough for me to, you know, drop down my money and buy a lottery ticket on it. Well, I'm waiting for your counter theory. Because those were just published, what, six months ago? And you haven't even started a hypothesis. I've seen your workbench. Well, I'm, I'm more a fan right now of, of the prevailing old hypothesis. Mr. Kleinwald, do you know the outdated. scientific method? Yes, I'm familiar with it. Have you used the scientific method in your studies? Because it sounds to me like you're all over the place. You're doing step three before you even do step one. Well, right now, the, uh, uh, the, the cave collapse theories are really at step one. They're just forming hypotheses. There remains to be, you know, large tests with particle colliders and, and cave, cave collapsers before we can really even start to verify a lot of the claims that this theory seems to impose. That's so troubling when the caves, they already collapsed. Well... <laughs> cave collapse itself can take many thousands and thousands of years. It's not exactly something we can just go outside on a winter Sunday and watch with the movies. But back in the dinosaur times when they had these these towering, very large, massive scale creatures, when you're stepping on something that has such a vast opening to it, you know, maybe it would cause more of a collapse because more weight is being distributed onto it. It is so, okay, this is a common misconception. So the caves back then, yes, were much larger. They generally had more mass. But back then, due to the solar drift, the planet Jupiter was actually a lot closer and drew some of the gravity away from Earth. So what we think of now is like a pound of weight. That's a kilogram for all you British. They're the same thing. What we think of now as a pound of weight was actually a bit closer to about 0.86 pounds back then. And so a lot of the calculations of cave collapse and things like that, they're sort of estimates. They're a bit off the cuff. But yeah, that's, NASA, NASA proved that. That's also, it also ties into to the, the fact that so many people, all these, these uh, dumbasses out there just thinking that dinosaurs could fly and be birds. It's because of the solar poles that were happening with Jupiter. I agree with you there, but that's why people thought they could fly. It's that's not they could they could not fly. That's not the the facts. The fact is they were just way more floaty than us. What do you mean in water? Not in water, but in airspace too. And in the aerosphere. Oh, I understand totally. Because when the cave collapses itself, it has so much like uh, air to push. And that just floats them up into and the it, air. And they're taking up so much air being in the cave. You know, the greater 
energy pulling around them from the molecular scale that's that's just so much to combine itself with the dinosaur in the cave and that's how fossilization occurs at a base level and that's the whole point of the theory but you know me and rich have been arguing about this for for weeks now yeah it's 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 kind of become an in joke and that uh you know we can't have we can't get through a dinner conversation without talking about cave collapse <laughs> it's true interesting good aerodynamics there i like it for now we can sort of agree to disagree but i i think it'll it'll be resolved one day there just needs to be more testing look i'm not saying that cave collapse is false all i'm saying is that there needs to be greater evidence, maybe some uh, tectonic shifts that we can observe, maybe some sort of uh, if we see trapping of neocarbons inside of uh, inside of pockets of crystalline inside of the caves, that would be a pretty sure indicator. But as of now, a lot of the results of this are coming out of uh, out of some third world countries where they don't have microscopes to actually figure out what these chemicals are. They just kind of look at they say greenish blue, you know, maybe this is a cryptocarbon, maybe this is a maybe this is krypton, you know. It it it's a, it's a little it's a little hard to do. Uh it's a little hard See, to trust in my opinion. You're speaking you're speaking a lot of fancy jargon and I think you're just not understanding this as a, at a base level, but that's okay, you know. Rich like I respect you as an individual. It's fine. We can agree to disagree on this. We, at the end of the day, you know, we all, we share the same phone and we go on the same subreddits. Mm -hmm. We're not too different than each other. Mm -hmm. And we live with each other's sisters. That's right. Everyone on the podcast knows this. <laughs> oh, actually, from you the know, countless stories that we've told. It's, How it's, could they not? It's coronavirus right now. We're all social distancing, but uh, yeah. Jenny right now, I'm on the top bunk. Jenny's down below. I'm trying not to be too loud because she's watching the new episode of Stranger Things. So mm. she tells me to be quiet. She might, uh, or else she'll come up and hit sorry, me. Sorry, Jenny. Yeah, sorry. Sorry. Sorry, about, sorry, yeah, sorry that, Jenny. Jenny. What if Shout you guys like Jenny. swap sisters? We've thought what? about it. I mean, we're, 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 already, we're already living with each other's sisters. What do you mean by swap? Yeah. Yeah, what if you just like were like, wow, I have a hot sister, but you could like swap sisters and then you no, have like, a hot sister. I think sister. he means I think he means swap as in like change the characteristic features, like, you know, accessories, glasses, like haircuts. I think that's what he's trying to say. Well uh, I I mean we're not we're not really it's not really about the physical appearance. There's nothing there's nothing weird going on here, you know? It's just Jenny's here. Uh, she does my cleaning, my cooking, my laundry, and in return, she gets the bottom bunk and I have to get to the top bunk. And a lot of people might say that's an unfair trade, but really, it's pretty convenient to have the top bunk because, or it's pretty convenient to have the bottom bunk, my apologies, because the stairway on the ladder up to the top bunk is actually always covered in butter. We could just never get it off no matter how much we scrub. I have a lot of pancakes up there and I'm a really messy eater. So a lot of times I come home late at night Maybe I was a little tipsy out of the night at friendlies with the boys and I'm just trying to climb up this, I'm trying to climb up this ladder and I just, I'm just slipping and slipping. Uh, we don't have a carpet on the floor. Our floor is actually made out of gravel because, uh, that's just what the house came with. Uh, we were getting the floors, re the, the previous owners were getting the floors redone and they just kind of quit in the middle of it. So just this climbing up this buttery ladder, falling on the floor. It's pretty horrible. We we wanted to decide who would get the bed. Ultimately, I decided that I would. And in return, uh, 
Jenny just acts as my personal maid. And we, we think that's a pretty mm-hmm. fair trade. You know, we, we would that's shake good. on it. We would shake on the agreement, but, you know, my hand was covered in butter. So we just kind of did a little, <laughs> did a little nod. <laughs> that sounds like a good situation. How do you feel about butter versus shortening? Since you're such a pancake connoisseur, it sounds. Well, it's true that maybe if I was shorter, I could grip onto the rungs a little better because the, my feet and my hands would be closer right. and provide a closer grip. But mm-hmm. as of now, I think um, it's not too bad. You know, the top bunk isn't too far from the ceiling, so I can at least still kneel on my knees. Mm-hmm. So I probably wouldn't want to be too much shorter if I had the option, but maybe maybe one or two inches at most. Or I could just start wearing flatter shoes. Now, and Rich, or my apologies, J- Jones knows Jacob. this. But Jones. um I uh I'm always wearing shoes all the time. That's right. Mm-hmm. It's just one I mean of my I'm quirks. in the room right next door so. Mm-hmm. I get gl- I see glimpses. Yeah. And he can hear as I roll around in bed at night. I'm always rolling into right. the wall and screaming. Cuz there were two there were two rooms in this apartment. Uh one of them was the bunk room we call it and that's where, you know, Jenny and uh and Rich stay. The other but one's the, the other room. Right, right, right. The other room's the bathroom. So we kind of have to coordinate. Mm-hmm. And so, so Jones and, uh, and uh, Margie, my sister, they stay in the bathroom together. Right. Uh, that sounds like a good arrangement you got going on there. Yeah. Do you have a timesheet for the bathroom? No, I'm just here like sitting in the shower. Yeah. Uh, the, uh. the curtain acts as a really good like echo cancellation type noise shield. Mm-hmm. Um, super nice. Someone, audio. if someone needs to take a shower, someone needs to do their duty. You know, mm-hmm. we just uh, we find that a closing the eyes system tends to work really well, right? And it's also, you know, you're never too far away from the public baths. You know, they they have them in our uh, our our street corner, Seven Eleven. So whenever we uh, you know have like a house party or something, housewarming gifts that people were giving us, like oh maybe we can unwrap those in the Seven Eleven. You know, maybe just walk like the five minutes and uh yeah just suit yourself yeah 7-eleven it's a great place i always wash myself in the 7-eleven it's because i actually don't have a bathroom couldn't really what, one, what's so. your living situation oh i live in this giant mansion but it costs so much that we just couldn't have a bathroom so they, they took it from us so yeah. where do you go to the bathroom wow. oh at 7-eleven i love 7-eleven i have a rewards card there for every time i go to the bathroom they actually don't like me very much because i always you know how get far the, away is it from your call. house? It's a little far. By the time you get there, you're going to need a shower. So it's always pretty convenient anyways. You drive or walk or... Oh, you walk. Yeah. Yeah. If you can't yeah. afford a bathroom, you can't really afford a car. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Our 7-Eleven, you know, it's it's nice to go to the bathroom there. Sometimes you want a little peace and quiet. They don't they don't officially have a bathroom, but one of the freezers in the back, they tend to keep the left side of the shelf kind of unstocked so you can slip in there yeah. and, and get some get some bottles of water poured on you. You know, maybe leave a little uh leave a little mark on your territory in the corner if you know what I'm saying and uh mm-hmm. they haven't they haven't caught us quite yet. The security cameras don't reach that part of the store, so it's it's a really good right. solution. If very convenient drains in the in that section makes things yeah. real easy. You just water it down with a couple Gatorades and uh, no one will notice. Maybe slip in a Corona. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, on the topic of Corona, you guys like a like a lime in yours? Are you no lime guys? Uh, like a Jamaican imported lemons. Actually, oh, they give yeah. me the best tangy taste that I'm looking for. Jones, you are such a scholar. It's really impressive how much you know. Yeah, 
I know so many things. That's why I, I started this cast with my friend. Even if we have to live in the these conditions, you know, it's it's worth it. We we're very close with our sisters, mm-hmm. just about cuddling nonstop. Mm-hmm. Um, Entirely can knock on each other in Morse code on through the walls. You know, very strong, kind bond that we have. We invented our. We actually invented our own type of Morse code so that. Uh, the government couldn't spy yep. on us. So the, the people upstairs are actually a big band of 12 FBI agents that all live together. And so we were a little afraid that if we <laughs> if we knocked in traditional Morse code, they'd be able to uh, to uncover it. And, and let me tell you, we talk about some absolutely messed up, completely <laughs> illegal stuff. You know, lots of our That's right. lots of lots of things about are the dark web sessions and <laughs> and, uh, and and stuff. We have like a that separate you know router. About just vpn to the brim uh for our tour connections that we have we 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 have some bitcoin mm-hmm. in our account some bitcoin wow yeah it's pretty we expensive have a, these days. we have like a handful of bitcoins uh bitcoins multiple wow that's all i'm gonna say yeah oh, we, we yeah try i don't know if it's we'll that's information a little, you want to share hush about this yeah, I'd keep real hush about that. I'd have at least three more VPNs if you're going to talk about your Bitcoins. Well, we we vowed, you know, to be completely honest on this podcast once we started it because history, the facts are important. Mm-hmm. So we, we strive very hard. We take lots of notes all the time to make sure that the information that we're presenting is completely accurate and, you know, will not dissuade anybody to towards any opinion. We like to keep it unbiased. Oh, yeah. You wouldn't want to share any fake news with all those FBI agents. Because we all know that the government hates fake news. Yeah, and I, uh, I, we, we tap some stuff just to see if they're listening. Sometimes, just to test it. Um, and we've had some interesting results. I think they've uh, cracked our Caesar ciphered Morse code. So, yeah. Well, so we we have, to, be have to update it. Always, always, constantly updating it like a uh, like a machine. You know, we do a DNA. We do DNA injected uh, firmware updates because y- you can inject uh, with uh, CRISPR. You can inject memories straight into your brain. So, you know, we can just update the same part of the brain via needle and uh, it, it makes the Morse code just very easy to to understand and to execute like right away. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, I've seen the studies on the CRISPR. It's real innovative technology. Yeah, that's actually how I got through high school. I was a lab rat and uh, me and the psych people that were testing on me illegally made a deal and they put all the test answers for every single possible test on like a little, think smaller than a micro SD card, just injected it right into my brain, was able to ace it. It gave me terrible uh, screaming terrors whenever I would try to sleep, but it was worth it in the end. It's a good trade off for academics, I'd say, yeah. Yeah, you got to really just choose what matters and what doesn't. So let's talk a little bit about uh, history in the news. So everyone knows this. Uh, recently, they have announced they're adding a, some new uh, events to the Olympics. A lot of them that, right. that some people are saying sort of go in, in the face of the spirit of this of this sport. Very uh, controversial. Very controversial. So for one, they added the watermelon slam. Uh, where you take a watermelon and then you need to find uh, a little girl between the ages of 12 and 14 and just slam it on her head as hard as you can. And the longer she stays knocked out, the more points you get. And a lot of people have been saying that 
this isn't what you know this this sort of goes against uh some of the origins of of the greek mythology in the olympics because uh the greek god dianetos actually died because of of getting watermelon slammed in the mythology and right. a lot of people see this as sort of disrespectful to to just recreate this I mean, those were in the neo-mythical days, but people still get hung up over it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would, I would say it's quite honoring, actually, to to look back on his story and try and recreate that today. Shows how good his story was that we would need to keep going with. I somewhat you know, it's an ancient sport. People don't really understand it in the modern climate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I somewhat agree. There there are a lot of events that are that are uh, you know sort of making waves here. So uh, I, I heard, for example, they're removing um, they're removing the the running portion of it. They're taking away the running, and now they're actually making it so that you have to run backwards. Otherwise, it doesn't count because the the idea is that people have been running for for so long. We're not really setting any records anymore after Insane Bolt just broke all of them, right. and so now they said, okay, well, we're done with the forward running. We 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 fixed it. So pretty much we got to move to backwards running now. There's still a lot of space to expand in that territory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can get some good Olympics out of that, really, because who's ever practiced backwards running? That's just totally counterproductive. I mean, the the Olympians, like the, the people that are still, like with the last name of Olympic that are still alive today, um, they've actually endorsed this and went as far as training uh, their children to be running backwards for this new multi-generation craze that they've been predicting um, from this new event. Real yeah, forward absolutely. thinkers, yeah. There's also the um, there's the elevator race where everyone stands at the bottom of the uh, of the of the of a large building, usually generally fifty to sixty stories, and they click the elevator down button, and then one person rides in the. They do a little, uh, do a little coin toss, and one person gets to ride in the elevator. The other person has to race the elevator all the way up to the top. And if you race the elevator up to the top, you get a gold medal. If you win, and if you lose, then you have to you have to run all the way down and up again three times. And pe- people have been giving this one a lot of flack, but it is created by uh, one of the, the, the grand, grand, great grandchildren of the creator of basketball. So people are thinking that this will, you know, give a good switch up to things. And, you know, we haven't had a new sport, new, a new main sport in forever. So. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, the, the elevator race has really been taking off in a lot of parts of Southeast Asia and Europe. Um, it's just now starting to make its way to the U.S. I actually heard recently that my daughter's high school is now getting an elevator race, so they're building they're building the elevator building right now. Um, right. Though it's going to take a while, probably you know thirty or so years before they really get the plans done. There's been a lot of issues with with sewage leaking from the top stories, and so they're they're kind of having to restart from scratch. There's been many suicides over DIY builds as well, so people are yeah. staying away from that. Yeah, definitely. Elevators, they're, they're real tough to make. We haven't got a good elevator in years in our uh, great United States. So I don't know how Europe always has these elevators that work correctly. It's kind of tragic. Yeah, it, it really uh, is. The other, the other new event uh, is, I think, the, um, the, the first time we've seen math 
implemented into the Olympics. This is the human dice. So it's a duos event. Two people each get into life-size dice and uh, get thrusted off of an electronic diving board set to max speed. And whichever, uh, whichever number is displaying in the body of water uh, is the total. And you want to always go for two sixes, and you only get one body movement after you've hit the water. Um, there's like detection all over, complete skill and luck sport. People are betting over it. Um, it's become a, a problem in Vegas. They have their own human dice. That's where it originated was in Vegas. You would dare your drunk friends, hey, let's go to the human dice. Let's see who can win. And then next thing you know, you and your family and your next door neighbors are gambling to see who can get the number showing highest. It's kind of crazy. And they're finally mm -hmm. adding it to the Olympics. Yeah, th this is actually one of the least controversial ones. I, pretty much everyone's been asking for human dice to be in the Olympics forever. Uh, mm -hmm. It's been in the mainstream for a long time. Um, Several movies. Lots of people know that uh, Jimmy Kimmel was a human dicer before he got famous. Uh, mm -hmm. Brad Pitt has been a notable human dice activist trying to get it spread out to, to all schools. He sees it as a human right. Oh, yeah. It's good to get Vegas representation in our world. You love to see it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Who would have known you would have grown up in Vegas? So, to... so overall, with all of these all of these new additions what what do you think uh what what do you think about the fact that a lot of people are saying it's sort of breaking the spirit of the olympics that the olympics really has already progressed too much we should go back to the old times when they would just get naked and cover themselves in oil and run around and, and just hit each other and and throw up everywhere and Inflatable and, and slip and fall and and they would throw they would let go of horses and they would wrestle the horses and that that's really what the olympics is all about a lot of people are saying that's just mm -hmm. that's just what that's essentially the, uh, the perfect representation of really what greek culture is and now that we've whitewashed the olympics we've made it all about these you know dice we've made it all about these elevators we made it all about basketball and and hockey a lot of people are upset about it. They're, they've been upset for a while about the direction the Olympics is going, but this has really been the tipping straw and the, the point. So what do you really think about this, about the, the sort of clash here between history and progress in the modern era? Well, Mr. Clamwald, I, I have a very big take on this. So the Olympics has been going so long, so, so long. We've always had evolution. If someone wants to make their own Olympics that's like the olden days, they can make their own Olympics called the Olden Day Olympics. It's right there for the taking. We've already progressed so much. Why stop now? We should be evolving more. We should get rid of all the old events and just make new ones. Basketball? No. No, no we, don't, we don't do basketball. I think that's a pretty reasonable suggestion. Yeah. I don't, yeah, they don't, don't even like... play basketball in Greece anyways. They only play but that in America. But what about the javelin race? interesting you know we should keep the barbaric events i love that i love to see some good old uh human hatred towards each other actually what that's about really... the what about the mega block stacking tournament Ooh, that's an, that's an interesting one i think we'd have to have a good council vote on that one but really actually i think that's talking about barbaricness really human dice is one of the most hardcore sports of all because you think ruining someone's wallet through betting, 
that's way worse than hurting them physically. What about super monkey tennis in the Olympics? I prefer super monkey ball for the GameCube, but it's okay. Yeah, it is on the GameCube one. Yeah, it is. Super Super Monkey Tennis is on the GameCube one. What are your thoughts on? So they recently said that uh, one of the one of the games which people were voting for, they had a little online poll on their Tumblr page. One of the recent poll, the ones that didn't quite make it into the Olympics, was the Starburst Smash, where you have to run to the nearest Seven Eleven, buy all of the Starburst, and then eat them all within ten minutes. And a lot of people been training sort of preemptively because this was this was basically assumed to be a shoe in. But then actually the CEO of PepsiCo decided at the last moment to file a copyright strike and they weren't allowed to call it the Starburst Smash. They would have had to go with some sort of off brand like bottle caps or um, or, or Hubba Jolly Bubba, Rancher. Jolly Rancher. And, and a lot of people felt that that would just kind of ruin the spirit. So it was basically oh, dropped yeah. entirely. Totally. Yeah. How dare Pepsi do this? I used to practice that every day after middle school. Like Starburst are obviously... Oh, yeah. Starburst, oh, wow. obviously the superior candy. Do you want to eat bottle caps? No, no, no. Like, obviously Starburst is the superior candy. So I, I've, agree, heard, right? I've heard a lot of stereotypes against Smashers, and I've heard a lot of people online call them, you know, self-centered and shoplifters. Um, if you have, you have a platform right now to speak up about it, if you think that maybe smashers have been getting misrepresented online oh yeah you could call me a shoplifter definitely so you think that this is a it's a pretty accurate representation oh yeah i love shoplifting well, oh they, interesting there That's you have it interesting yeah it, it from the comments online it sort of seemed like a mixed anti and pro shoplifting of course all of mm-hmm. the shop owners are all up in arms about it like they always are but a lot of the people, you know, recognize that shoplifting is, is just a really good way to get free stuff. And there's you can't fault that. It's right. Yeah, free stuff's great. That's right. Because you can go in there, maybe 7-Eleven has a hot dog on the burner. Hey, owner, you know, what is this thing on my phone? Show him a hypnosis video. Just starts his eyes are moving all wacky. He doesn't even realize I've already taken the dog and the stock out of the back and just left out the back door. Very simple. See, the thing about the hot dog is actually, I don't know if you guys heard of the term no free lunches. I wouldn't, I wouldn't steal the hot dog. I've got standards. I choplift the whole, the whole store though. I just leave the hot dogs behind. They actually had free lunches at my school. Really? So I don't know if that, I don't know wow. if that quite makes sense. We went to different school. We did mine go to had a different paid, school. Mine had paid lunches, PBJs, one fifty. Well, mine mine had paid lunches in the main lunch section, but the the trash cans out back, there were a lot of kids who just half ate their lunches and threw it away, and it was perfectly fine. I mean, they would put so the, that was uh, the free meal lunch. Replacement, that was the free lunch section. They would put the meal replacement bricks um, in the dust of the playground, so when people would face plant, you know, like they would have to skip out on lunch that day. That that sort of makes sense, I think. Uh, I, we didn't quite have that kind of playground equipment. Uh, in fact, we didn't actually have a playground at all. We just had a big hole of dirt. There was a bulldozer out there. They would bulldoze it all the time, just dig a big hole, and the kids would just come in and dig and fill it all up every single recess. And They always got really mad because they were trying to build a new bathroom out there. They're trying to build a public bathroom 
and they would always dig the hole to put the sewage tanks and then the kids would run out every recess and just plant it and cover all the dirt back up so that was a bit of a prank we played on the principal until one day just got fed up and then and then they covered the children in there and suffocated them and then the school our school got shut down that's when i transferred to your school and met you right i remember that i remember when when uh when we met but i don't remember any of any of the playground wars that you're describing yeah i I didn't really like to talk about it much at the time it was still sort of a sensitive topic uh you know margie made it out but um samantha my other sister is still underneath that public bathroom just rotting away in this in this new sewage tank to this day after she got buried by dirt did they not give them ventilators no, they they were just they were just buried alive like animals. You could hear their screams as they were being covered up, and they poured concrete over them, and then they dug up the concrete and made it into a sewage tank. Is that why you always act like you have sisters when you're talking about yeah, the fact when but you only have one sister? That's why I, I still set the plate every time I'm making a can of of I'm making a can of mac and cheese. Every time I'm grilling up some spindles spindles for uh you know a, a big a big steaming pl- plate a big steaming bowl plate whatever Plus i'm feeling chili. that day you yeah. know fork knife whatever whatever just whatever comes out of my mind i always i always cook up an extra plate for samantha um oh yeah that's really hard just in case just in case she comes back home can we have a moment of toast for samantha actually i'm all out of bread yeah i don't really have any on me so oh shit can't do a toast then we we uh we ran out to the to the stores we tried to stock up on bread before the podcast that's our favorite snack uh as i'm sure you know it's the logo mm-hmm. but but yeah uh our, the brand they, we get is called uh we only really get one brand it's called thunder bread right. yeah and they, they were that all sounds good they were all out at every target in the local area um and also like at least four of the targets we went to all had riots going on in them. Like people dressed out full anthro, just hammering the windshields in of all of the cars in the parking lot, screaming, people shooting AKs just into the, into the glass displays and the PS4 counter. Um, Well, imagine not getting your favorite bread. Wouldn't you shoot the place up too? I mean, I don't think these people have anything to do with Thunderbread. Um, oh, well, that's disappointing. They've had shortages in the in the 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 dog section of Target, so maybe it's related to that. I've seen some people in costumes. Don't really know what yeah. that's about. They were the the dog treat section has been bone dry, if you excuse the pun, for weeks and weeks now, and everything has just really been ramping up. First, it started with the defecations in the aisle. Then it started ramping up to the uh, the kidnapping and mutilation of employees. And then finally they just had enough and they got in their suits and, and went there themselves and started yelling. Mm-hmm. Yelping, was, if you will. Yes. Was it primarily men in these riots? Sometimes we can't tell. It's impossible to tell. Uh, Dogs don't have genders, so in mm. the suit you can't tell. Anyways, we're we're getting a little too into yeah. into current events here. Sorry about so that. So we should probably bring it back to uh, back to what we're all here for, which is mm-hmm. history, right? We have we have the perfect opportunity to talk to a master history, the personification of a past blaster, Jacob Jacob, esteemed professor. So 
let's do that. Let's let's talk about history. Let's ask some of those questions that we've always wanted to know. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you, Rich. Do we have any other uh, viewer comments or questions about history? We have plenty, actually. We have a we have mm-hmm. a huge bl- backlog on Twitter that we we could really never get through, but right. we can try. You know, we also have a live feed. Um, if you go to the HTML Dropbox link that I sent you, you can see anyone using the current hashtag. People know our recording schedule, so you can see it right now. Oh, that's exciting. I'm glad people but, are using Twitter for history. Yeah, it's cool, but just try not to look at it because we're not, because like we're talking about history. We want to talk about history. Craig, so, Craig, cut this out. Cut this out. Okay. Yeah, so okay. We're, and we're back. So let's talk about some viewer questions. Um, so here we have one from Nathan G. That's G. His last name is actually G I E. That's uh, not the letter, although it could be the initial as well. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so Nathan G. Yeah, says, "Hey, past blasters, I have a question for Jacob." I just heard in my history class that they recently found out that actually all of the pictures of Napoleon, all of the paintings were wrong, and Napoleon actually had dreadlocks, and he always wore sunglasses, or at least a primitive version of sunglasses. So why is it that in all of the history books, they traditionally paint him as just wearing this funny hat, eyes wide open type of guy? Oh, yeah, man. Uh, I'm sure he also heard in... uh the history class is that Napoleon was short and all these pictures, not pictures, obviously they, they had no pictures back then. Any history buff would know that. They were all paintings. And as they were painting him as this taller figure, they also painted him as a more normal person because they wanted Napoleon to be something that anyone could be as a good role model to look up to. And, uh, you know, Jamaicans and anyone else who might have dreadlocks, they, uh, not usually someone to look up to so at least in that time now we we really aspired for it to be jamaicans but back then they weren't so normal yeah if if i remember correctly jamaica actually was established after napoleon's reign uh and it started as just a colony of napoleon impersonators that could be that could be and it would only have been a small colony at that time because really not many people could see napoleon himself so why well, he well, there were no pictures. They were just the paintings, and he was a very busy guy. He was always in meetings and uh, deadly battles. So even if you did see Napoleon, you were likely going to be killed anyways. Wow. Either by the battle or by getting bored in the meeting, right? <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, so, am I right, businessman? Speaking of impersonators, let's actually shift it a little bit. I know I've been Ooh. saying we should go back to history, but let's shift a little bit away <laughs> from history. So. You, most people know you not as Jacob Jacob, the esteemed historian, but most people, you know, those who watch uh, the John Mayer show, those who check the YouTube trending page, they know you as, exactly, they know you as Jacob Jacob, Indiana Jones too, the Indiana Jones impersonator. And we've seen your Instagram story. You spend lots of time hanging out in Harrison Ford's bathtub, even when he's not there. You're, just, you're in the you're in the like you're ring sometimes, even in the ring sometimes, counting off people at WrestleMania, just giving it your all with the whip action. Oh, boys, boys, I don't mean the you know, well. I mean you already tooted my own horn, but I don't mean to toot my own horn. But uh, 
I've been voted favorite character on WWE multiple times through their their Tumblr polls as well. Yeah, it's because I'm such a good oh, Indiana know. Jones. Yeah, I might as well be the real Indiana Jones, but it would make the ratings too high. Actually, we got to keep some ratings for WWE. We don't. I voted all. back before the uh, Tumblr took the poll service down. You guys had to switch to Twitter, but yeah, I was a, I was a common voter. Um, I <laughs> I actually wasn't into you as much at the start. But uh, I was kind of like a Joker fanboy because all of his funny lines and he would swear. Um, but, you know, you won me over with your classic whip action. And you yeah. look so much like Indiana Jones that every time you're on the ring, I just am so immersed. It's, it's like I'm watching taste. the movie. What can I say? Yeah. It's kind of it indistinguishable. I, I, I know that uh, you were, must have been shocked when you saw that movie because Indiana Jones basically just dressed up like you do every single day. Uh, but for mm-hmm. for for Harrison Ford, of course, it was a costume. But for you, it was kind of a lifestyle. Yeah, obviously the Indiana Jones, like the books and the screenplays were all written. But when they were doing the costumes for the movie, really, they said to take one look at me and stole my my closet. I was actually compensated in new clothes for that movie. Ah, okay, that makes a lot of Insane. sense. So what kind of what kind of events and things have you been to as as this Indiana Jones person? I know you, you've flown all the way around the world to corporate events, to hot tub jamborees, to uh, special wild lion hunts and things as all kinds of insane events as entertainment. Do you have any crazy stories about about a specific event you were invited to because of your Indiana a Jones expertise? Event. Wow. That's a real tough one because there's been so many, you know, bachelorette parties and zoo days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, my favorite event might actually have been during the Comic Con in uh, in Dallas, Texas. As you know, there's Comic Con for everywhere, but the Dallas, Texas Comic Con, crazy one. They actually, you know, the boulder. They they recreated the boulder and they had me run after it, but obviously. Uh, that's not the Indiana Jones, the real one. I'm just number two. The boulder actually was was too fast for me. I got crushed. They had to take me to the hospital. Comic Con got canceled that year and the next year. Wow, that that really is a crazy story. I definitely remember hearing about that. I was actually I was actually at the Comic Con. I remember seeing that boulder fly by, almost crushed my feet. Yeah. I, I can't it, imagine. It was that quick. I, I couldn't I, really see it. I, I I still it's forever ingrained in my mind. Just just seeing you on the floor and, and that just a mush of bloody pulp c- crying for help with your jaw just just detached from the rest of your skull and your eyes leaking out and you still i know you still wear an eye patch to this day and you got to put in the glass eye for the impersonations but generally generally you you prefer the eye patch um and i i gotta say i, I thought you were a goner at that point i mean that was that was to me the the second time that i ever saw I ever thought I saw death after the death, of course, of of my sister and and my other colleagues in back in high school. Yeah, there there was not so, much hope. Yeah. So J two, um, I'd like to to just bring up you're you're here today to um to promo your new YouTube series you're doing in the Indiana Jones costume or sorry I probably shouldn't call it a costume just you know you're doing your own you're you're being yourself. On YouTube, you've been doing creepy pasta game let's plays. Um, you've been getting a lot of traction with that. People are loving it. If you want to just go into how uh, 
you play the character or you hype people up in the live streams with the bits and the chats um how that's been treating you well as your job i know you've said it's your main source of income now and also if you just have any promo things or links you want to throw out there as being enough of my my main sort of income i really have to make a big disclaimer not playing a character it is really me if i were playing a character the indiana jones film company themselves could sue me just want to make that disclaimer just just me no character but yeah, no, it's great. Um, I was actually really inspired by some ordinary gamers with his creepy pastas back in the day. Really creepy pastas. I think they're the superior form of uh, any anything aside from podcasts. Obviously, though, I've, the I've actually been getting a lot into scary pastas recently. Have you heard about these? It's a scary pastas. Yeah, well, creepy mm-hmm. pastas themselves. I mean, they're creepy, but yeah, really scary. It's, it's kind of the it's, the next evolution yeah. of scary pasta or yeah. of creepy pastas. My bad. I saw it. it was so. I saw it. it was so it's, scary. It's a. It's a yeah. bit of a. It's a bit of a mix of the old genre and the new. And the new. You know, there's still these yeah. sort of cool stories you read online, but they tend to be, they tend to be a lot more pornographic and and hosted on adult sites, and they tend to have a lot more a lot more visual imagery. Uh, especially explicit visual imagery and they've there's been a lot of collaborations with actors and actresses in the adult industry um, and so it's it's kind of a mix of these two sort of previously disjoint communities and I think a very natural way let me tell you something about that rich I actually concerning the adult sites that these were hosted on it actually got me back into minecraft let's plays because they're all over adult sites now and it's crazy to hear about but they really are but yeah, no, you must be a real a real man to be able to handle the scary pastas. It's such a strange world out there. They are yeah. terrifying. They're they're yeah. quite something. They're definitely a lot scarier than creepy pastas, but it's kind of hard to go away because once I'll say once the rocks start tumbling, once I got the rocks the rocks going, <laughs> it's hard to stop the tumble. And you should know that better than anyone oh, as yeah, an no, Indian. I, I know all about the rocks after tumbling. After yeah. crushed. Yeah, you introduced me and Jenny to the uh, the turtle scary pasta, and that was our first one that you showed us. <laughs> and uh, the terrors were definitely brought back for several weeks after that one. Uh, I had to close my eyes whenever I was at class. It was so bad. Yeah, absolutely. It was. Um, it was that one was really something. That one I, I still can't really think about without getting chills all over my body. And she now uh, Jenny is, is is mentioning me right now to keep quiet because she remembers that <laughs> she remembers that one as well. And she doesn't not want to hear about that one. Is Last, she foot nudging you right now? Yeah, she's she's giving me the foot nudge. She's Jeez. she's flicking me <laughs> off. She's taking little thumbtacks and then sticking them in my thighs. You know, what all, about thump. Is she thumping? She, I'm. Don't give her any ideas. I'm I'm gonna hope she didn't hear that one through my headphones. All right, uh, I'm not I'm not gonna say the th word out loud right now because I I really I'm so scared. Sorry, buddy. Of sorry. Not on the that, podcast. Not, yeah, on, the not podcast. on the podcast. So yeah, cut that. Shout out for Jenny. I don't know if she wants one. Yeah, she's yeah. she's pretty private. Um, I actually. I mean, you do have open ear headphones. It's true. I, I like to keep my headphones. They're, they're sort of swivel. They're not actually designed to be open ear, but I like to swivel them outwards. So they basically act as speakers right next to my ear. And I know Jenny will, a lot of times she'll be telling me, 
she was watching uh she was watching the episode of Stranger Things and then she'll say, Yeah, and then they started, you know, talking about uh, Byzantine history and it was a little weird. And I was like, Oh, that was that was the podcast that you were hearing, <laughs> you know. It, it gets she gets a little confused. She she tends to yeah. think that uh, Stranger Things is a is a history show because that's the only show she watches. Um and So Jacob, I don't know if you know about uh her condition. I don't know if it's really a condition, but she had a she she ate one of those mixed berries, one of those things that changes up your taste buds. Uh, so spicy things are super mega sweet and milk tastes like carrot sauce, a bunch of weird flavor change combinations. And she got so shocked by it that a part of her brain just snapped and uh, wired it. So she mixes up everything now and thinks things are different. Mm-hmm. And that's why she's hanging out with uh, Rich because she sw- she swapped brothers in her mind. Yeah. So we've been making it work. And but- so wow. Margie just kind of goes with it. It's It's been tough. There were a lot of changes in her body. Uh, all of her fingernails stopped growing. So she's really sensitive around those areas. Yeah. Um, now there are certain areas where her skin just starts turning black and then and then crusting away and falling off and so she has to wear a lot of uh, a lot of plastic wrap around it a lot of uh, a lot of vaseline, parchment paper plastic vaseline yeah that's that's another reason um, why she can't really go to the top because while I can uh, the top bunk because while I can deal with the butter the combination of the butter and the vaseline as well as just just the skin sort of sticking and ripping off on the uh, on the ladders when trying to climb was just not something that we really wanted to deal with, especially right. with uh, someone with Jenny's condition. And we Almost always certainly. have to warn people when they're coming over to not use the green plastic cups because we don't use this for drinking. It's after the brain snap, she produces four times the amount of saliva. So she's just constantly drooling like a large dog and just collects it in these these little flasks, these uh, plastic, you think they were cups if you were just getting water at our house, but really oh, they, yeah. they're especially designed just to collect the most amount of spit per quota. So um, they work for her and she's not too upset about it, but sometimes things can get slippery if she's drooling during a nightmare. Absolutely. I remember the one time, the one first and last time that we had Craig over because we had just released a big episode. <laughs> this That's was right. this was the Obama episode. Uh, we got um, mm-hmm. we got Michelle Obama on Barack. Uh, he sort of called in, but uh, right. it was it was through. He was FaceTiming in. And the connection was a little bad. The video was upside down, but we all made it work. We had to switch to Skype for a minute, but yeah, it was fine. Um, but we were just celebrating this episode, and we decided, you know what? Craig does a lot of editing work. Uh, we don't pay him very much. We'll have him over. And then the first thing he did when he walked through the door is just said, he said, I was gonna get, I'm going to get a little cup of water. And then he grabbed a, a green cup, and I'm sure you know what happened <laughs> next. He started drinking the spit. And oh, it, it took him Craig. it took him a little while to notice, but the second he noticed, he just started vomiting everywhere. Uh, all over the fridge was open. It got all over the birthday cake I'd prepared because it was Margie's birthday, um, and it was such a whole hassle. We we made um, we made Craig bake her a new cake, and also we each got five hundred dollars from him. That's right, and he he was also uh, yeah, you forgot to mention he was on a new antiacid 
that his doctor had prescribed him, but he accidentally took 2000 MG instead of 20 MG. He misread it. He has a, a condition where he adds zeros to things sometimes. So he took a ridiculous amount of anti-acid. So when he was vomiting, it was so acidic that not only did it slightly dissolve his throat openings, but it also marked a little circle in our uh, plastic carpet that we used to have. We had to get a mm-hmm. new one now, but uh, it was quite the yeah. landmark and story to explain to people when they would come over for cast. The carpet IRL. The carpet incident isn't too bad. We actually got a much better carpet. It's made out of human hair, but it's a mm-hmm. lot softer than the plastic one. The plastic one would get a little scratchy sometimes. It's the same type of plastic that they have on the bottom of cleats, so it would kind of dig into your feet like it digs into the grass. Oh, yeah. Right. I love human hair. Fun fact about Indiana Jones, actually, on the set, we used a lot of human hair for props. We actually... Uh, really? Is we, that, we stole, what the, is that like for Chewbacca? Yeah. Oh, definitely, yeah. Chewbacca needs the a lot Easter of human egg hair. scenes. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. The Easter egg scenes as well. Almost any scene, you can name it, and I can tell you how we used some human hair in it. Do you have any comments on the uh, Irish release of Indiana Jones 3, Temple of Doom? Uh... And do you have any thoughts on the DVD Easter egg of Chewbacca presumably getting mauled when his eyeball- eyeballs being ripped off? If you if you input in one down, up, up, enter, menu, guide, guide, one, two, five on a Comcast Xfinity controller pointed with the IR taken off towards your DVD player. See, that's a real tough call for me because I always support the director's cut and I cannot believe Ireland themselves, Ireland the man, said that he would not take the director's cut. He wanted his own copy, but, you know, I think it's always good to have Easter eggs out there for the fans, of course, you know. It's not always easy looking into a giant production, so. They say that's that's a reason why a lot of Irish kids have uh, restrained from speaking in an Irish accent. It's because of how traumatized they were by seeing the Chewbacca uh, snuff film from the special features. Mm-hmm. I, I know with how rare this was to get. Now, I'm an Indiana Jones super fan. Uh, everyone knows this. And I really felt like I just needed this Irish release for my copy. I had to see the extra special feature for myself. Uh, as any Indiana Jones super fan knows by now, this is extraordinarily hard to find. I actually right. had to end up getting it off the dark web uh, through a criminal drug dealer and he actually accidentally sent a bunch of cocaine first instead of the DVD. <laughs> and I spent a good six months in prison for that before uh, before they finally realized That's what right. was happening. And we, we kind of laughed it off after that. But we, it was really a traumatizing our, experience. <laughs> we shouldn't have had our cops over for the unboxing episode that day. Yeah, Obviously, absolutely. Indiana <laughs> Jones is more fun than cocaine anyways, so true that i I still don't quite walk right after all the times i got beat up in prison and got my head swirlied i'm basically a fish i could basically breathe underwater by now um but it it was it was an experience in the end yeah they called me rich gilly i they also called me rich clammy after my last name because (laughs) clams are also underwater Mm mm-hmm clams are indeed underwater yeah you're right they would also um (laughs) open you up and and call you a little clam i remember those stories that too it was a it was a bit of a so that was a bit of a joke between us that it was kind of a Mm -hmm. little mermaid thing and i was i was the little clam instead of the little mermaid and they would pour chili in my hair so that my hair looked red like ariel and they would Um, open your mouth up and go choo choo mm -hmm. 
and then put little toy trains in your mouth. Yep. And they would get they would get four of the guys together and they would tape themselves up and with their eight arms to be the octopus lady. Mhm. So, we, we it was a bit of role playing. It was it was kind of a cool laid back prison. There were a lot I remember of, uh, seeing those on the county jail live stream. Yeah, absolutely. They had a they had live streams going on 24/7 there even in the bathrooms. You know, I I tried to kind of there were some boundaries that um that Jones and I wouldn't cross before we tried not to mm-hmm. see each other naked. But when when you're being live streamed 24 hours a day, especially when they have right. they have the cameras just in the toilets and right there, the little sensor, the little red dot sensor that tells you when you're done was actually a camera being broadcast. And so uh, yeah, they don't tell you right away. Jones Jones would pretty much be watching the stream at all times. Um, and so right, just to see I, if I could get any juicy content out of it. You know, I really the best of the I really situation. have nothing to hide anymore. Mm-hmm. Really, I mean, isn't it good that Jones is such a good friend that he would check up on you while you're in prison? I, I wish I had a friend like that, friend like Jones. Yeah, at, at first yeah. I felt a little, a little violated by it, but I think in the end uh, it's all good. And now, now mm-hmm. Rich and uh, sorry, that's my name. Now <laughs> Jones and I, uh, you know, we we feel a lot more open with each other. We're always just dropping our pants for fun, you know, slapping each other right. around, lots of guy stuff like that. Whereas before just, we were really we were a lot more reserved, you know, yeah. slamming beers and copping fields. That's like a good Friday night for us. Yeah, oh, you guys tuck each other in. No. Of course. Oh, wow, that's what? very conflicting answers. What, Rich? Do you not like the? Do you not like when Jones tucks you in? Why? Well, why are you denying it on air? So, okay, if I say that Jones tucks me in, while it's technically true, it's not quite. It's it's not as much of like a repeated you, thing. Generally, do you not call the do you not define the blankie exchange as tucking us in? Is it, do you not? Because I think that counts. I, I feel right? like, I feel like the blankie exchange is really only forty percent of it, and the other sixty percent is Jenny performing the actual tuck. She like reaches her she reaches her toes up, kind of pushes the blankets under the mattress for me, gets me yeah, that real Jenny's, tight tuck. Jenny's been drugged up for weeks and been passed out in the corner, man. She's been here all night. She's been she's been kicking me and putting thumbtacks in my thighs. When did she wake up? She woke up about uh, maybe two or three days ago. I know you haven't left the shower since then. You yeah, must I've be like you must be here, you must be pruned <laughs> by now. <laughs> but yeah, Jen, so uh, Jenny was up. I guess I Jenny was up not that long bit, ago. Then. Yeah, yeah. Jenny Jenny woke up. Yeah, three or four days ago. Uh, she's even starting to sort of be able to form sentences again. Um, really so really a lot of yeah a lot of that's progress been years, for her yeah dang i should check up on you guys i i'm kind of a glued right now me and uh sorry if this is too gross to say on air me and margie have been have been doing some glue play lately so it's gonna it's gonna be a day or two before i'm able to get out of this super glue contraption that we set up in the shower but you know, uh, when I can come over, I'll definitely say hi to her. And yeah, I could, I could try see and how Jenny's doing. I can slip some matchsticks under the door if that would make it easier to to break the sealant. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Can you do that? Yeah, absolutely. I'll I'll go I'll go grab them from the fridge after the podcast is done. Yeah, thanks, man. Appreciate it. So, uh, I think we should get back to some some viewer questions about history. Oh yeah, we got a ton. We had a few on the feed that came up that I I wanted to read one. Oh, absolutely. Uh, this one is from from James Jancy. 
who's a big fan of you, Jacob. In fact, they started out, OMG, Jacob, 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 I love you, hashtag Twitter fandom. Uh, I don't know what that means exactly. Maybe you know what that is, Jacob. And then she says, please, Jacob, tell me if the trolls from the Trolls movie are based on in real life. I've seen the movie several times, and there are a lot of allusions and references to the real world counterparts, the Smurfs. Are they real? And are inspirations purely coincidental? Or is this the real case? Love, Jake. I don't know why she put Jake uh, at the end, but yeah, James, Jake, whatever, whatever their name is. It's it's really they might actually be pretty scared about trolls. They don't want to use a real name because it's uh, you know, as you know, if trolls were real, they would always show up at your house at night. And I think that's really a testament. Now that you've brought your so you deny in it, trolls, you deny it outright. I I can't. I can't say anything for sure, but if trolls were real and someone were to write a question about trolls, bringing their knowledge on them to the public forum, trolls would probably be at their house. And it is a she, so I would be extra careful if their trolls were at the house. They do really... They like humans. But Trolls love humans. Is it not true? I was, I if was, they were real. I was of course, if checking they were real. your your tax returns, which you publicized on your website, and it seems like you have quite a lot of stock options in for the Trolls movie. So it seems oh, a little course. disingenuous to be coming on, to be coming on the podcast, making all these claims about Trolls are real or Trolls aren't to try to to try and influence the stock prices. Well, you know, obviously stocks are never truly genuine. I mean, everyone plays so their stocks differently. Are you denying know. are you denying the stock investments because you have like not denied it outright, but you've alluded to it being false on Twitter several times. Uh you had a few Insta posts about it with a middle finger thrown or two. Um f- riled up in this trolls beef. But are you just outright saying yes you do invest in the trolls? I have previously, yes, invested in trolls. You will notice if you look at those tax returns, obviously, you know, it has not been from the current year. They're actually 2 years old and a lot can happen in 2 years. I uh, I've learned a lot about the existence or non-existence of trolls. Um how much money can you make off of a movie? Well, it depends. How good's the movie? Can you make a good movie? The one you're investing in. Oh, the Trolls movie. You know, you're not going to make it. Or is the movie that, a cover-up yeah. for the stock? Or for the real See, Trolls? Because you were saying that it was real Trolls, but it's listed as Trolls movie on the stock price. It includes both the first and the second movie. It's people investing in it on the NASDAQ. And the songs. And the songs. The, oh, the, the soundtrack. soundtrack, yeah. But... You you're you're speaking like they're real trolls. Is this a cover up? No, they're the likelihood of the trolls being real is very low. It's lower than the stock price, actually, if you were to check. Um, See, here's what doesn't quite sit right with me about that. You can say the trolls are real. You can say the trolls aren't real. I don't see how someone could come up with such an incredibly realistic and cohesive universe 
just off the top of their head, just make it all up and say, oh yeah, this could be real, but it's not. It doesn't seem like something that one person or even a team of people could realistically conceive of within several lifetimes. I don't know how how that could be thought of. And yet suddenly it's just this nice movie, this self-contained world, which supposedly doesn't exist. It's bullshit. It doesn't make sense. Well, have have you two gentlemen seen The Office? Obviously, it's got the deepest story of them all. That was written by a team of people in an office. Just for you know, not familiar. Some sort of comparison. Uh, the Office. The uh, it's sort of it's sort of a cult classic. Not many people have heard of it. To be, I, I heard actually large parts of The Office were written uh, not by a team of people, but actually by an artificial intelligence called uh, called Cleverbot. They had a lot of conversations. They'd ask Cleverbot what to do next. And uh, they would just put those lines in the show. So it was really only like a like a 60, 40 humans to greater technology effort. That's what people call it a fake show online. Uh, well, and that's, it's part well, of why well, computers featured me. so prominently in the office environment, even though it was filmed back in the 80s. Excuse me, Jones. I think I think we have a little bit of a, a discrepancy here. I thought you hadn't heard of the office or the office before, and now you have. I go on uh, internet blogs. I thought you were talking about the other office. Oh, the other office. Yeah, in Britain. I do love those internet blogs. Yeah, I didn't hear of that one. I heard of uh, the other one. I actually don't understand British, so I have not seen the uh, British office. Well, you, well, it's your fault because you're saying it with an accent. Uh, excuse me. Oh yeah, my my Australian accent. Yeah, you were saying it with. An, I think it's Indiana the impersonator Jones. rumming off, and you were yeah. saying I thought you were talking. About I it, I tend I to watch. I have the, no clue about the other one. I watch the subbed version of the Japanese Office personally. I've uh I I actually have been watching this. They made SpongeBob two now, and Spon it's SpongeBob, but he's green. I thought they did that a couple years back in the uh, in the one where he's got the abrasive. No, side. he's still the same this color is, there. It's this a, is the same. This one. is new. This is new. That doesn't count. This I think you new. might be thinking of Patrick. Oh yeah, Patrick is green. I forgot. And this is an underwater special, but most of the show is on land and even online. It's mostly like screenshots of forum posts that are just displayed uh, using default iMovie transitions. It's really avant-garde. And some of the best television I've seen on Nickelodeon. Mm-hmm. Do they use 007 Soundscape on that? Yeah, I believe that's one yeah. of the many tracks. They uh, they oh, they basically yeah. just took the first ten tracks from the YouTube track editor, and they mm-hmm. bought the rights to them and um, and put them into uh, put them into the show and just just in but sequence they just play all of them. This has also been causing people to get copyright claimed on YouTube for all of the free songs. Because of licensing issues, they didn't actually uh, specify it, but the royalty-free musicians assumed that they just wanted to... It, excuse me. What what did I just hear? That that could indeed be a little pupper. Excuse me. Obviously, SpongeBob is a superior um, animal. I, uh, yeah. We have a no animals policy on the podcast, so... Mm-hmm. I will... Uh, yeah. Okay, give me one second. I, I can indeed she, murder it. It's a good thing that I had you completely muted because Jenny Jenny freaks out when she hears animals. She starts going on a she rampage. She flips her shit. Um, and basically she starts shaking the bed. And, and this bed is very, very uh, tenuously put together. It's There's just a lot of duct tape and, and glue. We weren't able to use all of the glue yeah. because... Uh, 
Jones here Jones here kept on taking it and, and gluing himself to my sister. That's what so, got me into to that yeah, <laughs> years ago. But I'm sure with all the butter, yeah, we, I mean, you just fall right off the poor thing. We were ex- exactly we were we were trying to glue the bed together. Uh, it was really hot in the room, so it kept on vaporizing. And then we just got this crazy idea to glue each other to each other's sisters. And yeah. from then, you know, I. It was fine for me, but Jones really just took off with it and used the rest of the glue. And we ne- we never really are able to sneak sneak any glue in here to to complete gluing the bed together because Jones will just right. take it and, and go wild <laughs> with it. Guilty um, as charged. But because Jones of that, that mad man. Because of that, the bed is pretty unstable, and so if she shakes the bed enough, it'll fall down and crush her. And her face already looks like one of those Persian cats because the bed has fallen so many times. Uh, but it's still, you know reasonably convex so we're trying to at least keep it that so way. any dog any cat sound especially any frog sound bullfrog sound uh, most animal sounds heard through uh you know riches open ear headphones just set her off like a fire alarm so you know we would appreciate it if it happens again that's okay but you're paying the bill for the new bunk bed i have an amazon link on hand Oh, yeah, those those bunk beds are expensive. They are indeed expensive. I understand. We usually get the cheapest one, so it's actually not too bad. But mm-hmm. um, you know, maybe it would be better in the long run to actually save up and get the get the triple bunker, which is yeah, made with in made with one, reinforced yeah. steel and dragon's bones. But mm-hmm. as of now, we get the ones which is actually made with a lot of really uh, taped together and glued together popsicle sticks, repurposed popsicle sticks. Uh, right. It's really great cheap. for the environment. They don't even clean off the popsicle from all the children that ate the sticks. So the bed is kind of constantly damp and, and sticky and, and smells well, like fruit. <laughs> Sticky's not a problem. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I, I it, it gets pretty buttery anyway. So I, the, the sticky quickly goes away for slippery. But right. often often Jenny will wake up and just a bunch of fruit juice will have leaked into the night on her face. Mm-hmm. We call her a little popsicle girl because she looks like she has just attended a fan blue man group meetup mm-hmm. at least one of the most recent bed was from a blue raspberry batch right what What are your favorite uh popsicle kinds maybe you could make your own bunk bed oh big big shooters are uh like the ones that they have around here i don't know if that's a local thing but yeah, mm-hmm. they have them in all different varieties and flavors. I'm actually even fudge flavor. I'm a big, I'm a bit of a big, bigger fan of the greeny creamies. Um, those are good too. Yeah, I don't know if you call those popsicles, but those are good. Yeah, they're they're not quite popsicle. It's kind of a mix of like popsicle with like a spicy sriracha outer layer. But I think regardless, they uh, I would say that they personally count. You know, the ice cream man sells them. The ice cream woman does not sell sell them, but she also doesn't really sell much ice cream anyways. I mean, she only basically sells sells melted uh, melted oranges. She she just Mm -hmm. grinds them together with all of the rinds as well, and just sells it and says uh, it used to be ice cream, but it melted. But everyone kind of knows it's not. And she's extremely racist. She will only serve super uh, those of Hispanic descent. Mm -hmm. Uh, Everyone else is just completely turned away with. Lots I've of slurs that we thrown at me. I would I would tell you I would tell you one of the one of the slurs she likes to throw around, but unfortunately we already used our one f word, yeah. so uh, we can't really we can't do that say anymore. anything else. We can't, we can't say, say anything, anything else. Like else. Uh, we have sponsorships on this. Speaking of which, we haven't read the the read yet. Oh yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So Jacob, uh, we sent you an ad read through the official uh, podcast portal. 
You should yeah, see through it, the UI portal. You should see it through the through the UI CPN portal. Um, so we've got an ad read that we that we sent over to you. So do you think you could uh, read off the ad? Uh, oh yeah, definitely. I logged in there earlier. I'm on it. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. When, when tell me just tell me when you'd like me to read uh, that off. Just just go for it now. Yeah yeah. Oh all right We're yeah. Good. All right yeah. Well today we have a beautiful sponsorship from kirby themselves they're making a new kirby game it's coming out any second now literally i have no idea go to your local GameStop. it'll fucking be there oh excuse me it was in the ad read yeah it's fine the it's kirby, in the ad read yeah. that's fine it's in the ad read it's all right yeah and so yeah they're they're for at least a thousand dollars a piece so you know the resale value is gonna be real high the street where people are into it because it was about their childhood and uh yeah it'll be there yeah it, it's going to be a new great kirby game this one's called kirby's courageous blast it's about kirby's long struggle with depression actually most of the game takes place of a conversation between kirby and then evil kirby in the mirror and it, mm. the game deals with a lot of really hard head hitting scenes of uh of suicide and self-harm um drinking yeah, drinking and yeah. spiraling and downwards and thoughts. It's a we know you, it's a sort of mm-hmm. choose your own adventure game. We know there's lots of endings. If you choose things mm-hmm. wrong or right, you might get to the bank robber scene where Kirby becomes a a sort of escaped murderer. Um, it's I know y'all you know all about that one, Jones. You know, breaking from the ad read now that that was that was great. We we got through the script. Great job, Jacob. Um, and thank you, Kirby, for the sponsor. We I, I want to talk a bit about this because, you know, we're all fans. We're all huge fans of Kirby, right? Uh, Game Explained. Did you guys see Game Explained posted the Windows 98 Easter egg in the new Kirby game? In Kirby's room, he has a, a computer that runs on Windows 98, and people cracked the code from beating the game in all seven endings uh, with the seven different deaths. If you beat all of them, you can type in a code, and there's a fully functioning Windows 8 with a web browser and with a TXT file with Kirby's suicide note. Yeah, that's insane. And they say it was actually the real suicide note of the developer of the game who tragically committed suicide four days before the game's release. And so they really quickly coded up this patch and put it in there and sent it out as the first unofficial update. Mm-hmm. So and they, the, not even the the higher ups knew that this was happening. So we don't know if this is going to get patched out, but the footage is online. Mm-hmm. You can yeah, you can. It's te- super sad. Yeah, it's really sad. You can tell that it's Nintendo terrible, was yeah. was furious about that update. They were going on a massive rant on their Facebook page, posting all kinds of things and just and just middle finger. They were responding with pictures of middle fingers to everyone who commented on any of the posts on their page because they were. The PR guy was just so angry. They were tagging the family members of uh, the person that passed away and personally calling them out and and sending death threats to them, telling people, hey, send terrible things to these people. That's like... We know how Nintendo is. Yeah. Yeah. They were were posting their addresses on 4chan and and they were telling everyone... And and lists they were posting lists of, of all the family members' personal insecurities that they got from their therapists, mm-hmm. and and just posting them and telling everyone to make fun of them for it. So it was really a, it was a bit of a PR disaster for uh, for Nintendo, I think. But eventually right. they found the guy. He kept on changing the password, and he was basically changing the password, making the posts as fast as as the other Nintendo execs could click forgot my password button. But eventually they is... got a real speedy typer. They actually got the world typing champion to outbeat him in the forgot my password box and they were able to get the account back this is all before 
the game is even released. They've, there's only been review copies given out. So Nintendo oh, yeah. is, is presented with a dilemma and not sure if they should be sending the game out or if they're going to do a patch, like an online firmware patch to it. But, you know... Thank you for giving us the ad read. You know, we'll, we'll we'll promote it anyways, but we are we do keep it open on the podcast. We want to address any controversies. Nintendo said we could say whatever we wanted to, um, as long as they can have full permission to talk about us on their Facebook page. So maybe after this episode goes up, we'll see about yeah, that. Yeah, I'm, I'm just kind of wondering if Nintendo has seen my therapist, or else you know we might have some, some issues. Well, they're there. known for dropping in recorders yeah. Yeah. and the couch components. Yeah. They're pretty. They're pretty hooked in with all of this kind of stuff. So, Nintendo, mm-hmm. they have a lot of technologists. They can access the security cameras at basically right, right. any building. This is very. This is all well known, um, and generally everyone's fine with it because they just use it to make great games. But this is just kind of one instance of something going awry. Yeah, speaking of great games, I heard that the therapist was actually a uh, the model for Mr. White in Phoenix Wright. I don't know if you guys played that one, but uh, yeah, therapists, they are indeed that. shady characters. I haven't played that one. Oh, I'm sorry, the Mr. White in, in Phoenix Wright actually know You may know him a little better as Mr. Bean from Mr. Bean. Oh yeah, Mr. Bean is a good one. I don't like talking about games I haven't played. So if we could I'm, move I'm, on. I'm sorry, Jones. So if we could move what, what, on. what games have you played? I've only played Monty Python's Holy Game for the PS1. That's the only game I've played, and it's the best game, and no one else thinks so. I I sworn as a kid that I would never play another game. Um, so all games that I'm quote-unquote fans of, I've been fans of through watching Let's Plays and Long Plays on the dark web yeah yeah especially i mean you picked a good one because the ps1 version there's not a better one. Oh, you're you're familiar with the game oh most certainly i've played all the editions big fan i i i i'm glad that you think ps1 port is the best too many people oh, yeah. think the ms dos port is the superior one Imagine but it MS runs at like 5 fps yeah, man. You can't even get through character. the trivia segments without the game glitching and stuttering with the vocal samples and the bitrate crashing down, and then my computer starts to set on fire. I have to get the fire extinguisher and then the compressed air, but I don't have the pipe to put on the compressed air, so I have to just use it without the pipe, which isn't as effective, and then I have to call the ambulance because my leg is bleeding because it's on fire. See, I personally kind of like the DOS version because they took out all of the sex scenes for the PlayStation version, but I will admit that the characters are a lot more developed in that version, though not quite developed in the way I'd want them to be, if you know what I'm saying. I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. I still think FPS over everything else, man. It runs at 120 FPS on the PS1 version, undocked. Well, you could go crazy with the Commodore 64 one. It's not got any of the features of all of them but they're sort of there's all no graphics good, on good that it's completely ground, text-based yeah. yeah well enough text to you know be graphic if you know what i'm saying is it of ascii art in that they might have ascii art in that one they might what do you mean know. they might well they I might you said you knew shit about this game oh i, I know everything about this game actually i studied it it's history about i'm starting games. to feel like you're a fake fan Oh, I am no fake fan of any Monty Python games out there. Who is the voice actor for the main character of the game, Gerald Phillips? 
Gerald Phillips. Oh, give me one second. I gotta think. You of would that know. One. Right, I, you would know right away if nah, you're in the actually, fandom. Cause, no, that's the thing. Because he also voiced in Titanfall Two. I know you haven't played that video game, but he voiced. That is every not character. even true. I. Th- that is not even true. I study his IMDb page. You studied his IMD. Well, I think you should check. It. I it's think. Been updated I think what's happening here is actually the game detects whether you're running on actual hardware or on an emulator and changes the voice actor. Yeah, I do emulate quite often. I can't afford all so those you're fancy PS ones. You haven't even yeah. played the same game that we're talking about here. You've what, played what's something completely different and inferior versions. versions. What's in the emulated the, versions? What What's the, the difference? Ver- the, the emulated version changes more than just the voice acting, dude. And you would fucking know that if you've been on the wiki. I haven't been on the wiki, man. I've only been on the Wikipedia article. And that's not deep enough. The Wikipedia article literally says at the top that it's missing and it's incomplete, dude. You can't just yeah. go off of that. That's like watching a YouTube essay and thinking that you know how to cook something afterwards. It doesn't make any fucking sense. Well, the only recipes I know are from Binging with Babish, actually. I've, I've actually made every one of his recipes. They didn't come out nearly yeah, as way good. Yeah, way to def- way yeah. to way to just just talk about something else. Yeah, yeah. Way to just defer the because f- actually I love cooking. All right, we're I getting we're getting a, we're getting a little heated here. I think uh, I think we should probably yeah. bring it back to uh, yeah. We don't want to melt the to, butter to the history to the past blaster. Um, Jenny's giving me some some actually, looks. We're we're starting to get. Speaking of heat, how warm is the shower water now? You've Margie. been in there for quite a while. Sorry, Margie, get the fuck. What would you ask? Uh, I was just wondering how uh, how hot is the shower's temperature since we were talking about being heated? Because I just I, I assume after being in there for such a long period of time, no, yeah, we don't have water in in here. Interesting. So you aren't indeed. We have it pruning? in the sink, but we just oh, all right. It's kind of cold, and there's like like we have a garden, like a home garden. We call it the shower room, but like I, you know, I live there. Usually, when we call it the shower room, the type of people who refer to it as the shower room when they come over, also they tend to be friends of mine. They refer to Jones as the shower guy, right? Because I live there. Um, because you have to be in the bunk room. You have to be in the bunk room because of what's going on with my sister, dude. Yeah. She she's a lot more it's comfortable. It's the only thing that we can do. She's a lot more comfortable with me than with you, because c- she thinks that uh, you know I'm I'm her actual brother. So it's really it's really the only way it, it could be, and we can't afford somewhere with, with two bedrooms. Um, but I mean, you were telling me recently you, you kind of just like it in the bathroom, right? It 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 seems like it really matches with your personality a lot more. You know, being stuck on here, I can be on the wall in the shower. Sometimes even on the ceiling, pretending I'm a spider about to attack my prey. Who is Margie? You know, we do a Mm -hmm. lot of crazy shit in here, man. And let me tell you, taking the sink water, splashing it everywhere, getting the pool tube floaties on and a necklace with a water capsule in it that makes it instantly hot, instant boil water. You know, yeah, it's fun. Jones, I love it. Jones always used to say a lot of potty humor um Mm -hmm. so it's just a great bonus that he can basically do it all the time i remember back in uh back in the later days of high school and college he would always the teacher would ask a question and then he would raise his hand and then he would just he would just start yelling toilet words and the class got a laugh out of it the first couple times 
But really, Jones got a laugh out of it every time. He would do it basically every day and every chance. And when the teacher stopped calling right. on him, he would just yell it. Oh, yeah. Give him my all. He's a real prankster. <laughs> um, so let's let's talk a little bit more about history stuff. We have some uh, we have some viewer questions. We'll go through a bunch more viewer questions um, as we sort of start to wrap up the podcast. Um, so let's talk. Um, we have a question from. Uh, Do you want to read the one from Mega Wario fan? I'll I'll leave that one to you. Um, okay, yeah, I can read that because I know I know you've been sort of like thinking about that one yourself. We have a question from Landon B. Um, Landon B says, uh, what are the best three genocides in history? Which were the best ones? Oh, the best one. I have to say the Cambodia one is definitely my favorite one. Why is that? Cambodia, it's a funny word. You ever say Cambodia? Try it out. Cambodia. Yeah, it's pretty Try it out, Jones. Makes my tonguey tickle. Yeah, Cambodia. <laughs> yeah, say it. It reminds me of yeah. Little Bo Peep. Have you heard of this this story? I have heard of. She this was story. actually I've... in Toy Story. It it started wow. blowing up after that. That's right. Hey, Jones, have you tried saying Cambodia? Cambodia. Yeah. I said it now. It's good. Yeah. So what are what? D- he, he he gets really he he starts getting really weird when you ask him to just say words. He sort of starts to dissociate the the meaning of the words from the sounds of the words themselves. Uh, so generally, if you want him to say something, you just kind of have to get him to use it in a sentence, and then we can clip it out. So let's talk about let's talk about genocides two and three. Right? This is this was indeed a three part question. Oh yeah. Well, I think can't mm, the second second one. It's definitely the one on all the redditors. Okay. That's that's a good genocide. I don't know if I heard about this. It was actually quite recently when they uh, when they banned the Donald. Yeah. Oh all yeah. The they, yeah. They had they had some heart attacks. It was kind of crazy. That's pretty horrifying. And then then the third third good genocide out there, like Cambodia, the sequel. They made a movie about it actually. Only the sequel came out. Oh yeah, I heard about that, and they yeah, called it. Every, a, they called it "Shining Stars in the Sky." Yeah, they really made it into a into a romance novel, a, a romance novel flick. I know all the chicks loved it, um, and a lot of the a lot of the guys they would get dragged to the theater for this for this romance book, and they were like, "Here we go with the Notebook Two, with the Notebook Three is what they thought they were going to see." And they were pleasantly surprised when they saw all these horrific scenes of genocide because guys love that stuff. Oh yeah, guys love all this all this racial guys cleansing. You know, you know, we're we're guys. We it's get it. The amazing. girls, the girls, yeah. they just want to see, they just want to see kissing, kissing, and and they want to see cute long little land. animals and fluffy. And and the guys, yeah. the boys, we just want to see blood and guts and gore. We want we want to see human suffering. We want to see loss of innocence and and just mass genocide, and just mass genocide yeah. and slaughter. It's a guy thing. It's it's absolutely a guy yeah. thing. Absolutely. So, yeah. It's unexplainable. If not you're a guy. It's just it's just in our nature. Mm-hmm. Of course. Yeah. I, I, I pretty much see genocide and then, you know, sports and beer are kind of the, the trinity of of just guy stuff. Oh yeah. Well you, you can think about to your uh, behavior. Genocide actually, since you're you're above Gen E right now. Think there's any correlation? 
Well, Jenny is inside, so that's kind of a little pun on words that's relevant to the situation. Ha, ha, yeah. I can see if I look down, I can see Jenny's side because she lies on her side while she watches. She puts but, her laptop sideways because the screen actually goes right side up. She, you're not, she accidentally you're locked not, the screen to sideways a while ago, and no one's been able to figure out how to get it unlocked. You're not inside Jenny, are you? Absolutely not. Okay, because... I would never. We've talked about that. Yeah, I know you keep on asking me to, and I know I, I know. won't. I won't do it unless you're there. But I don't think I'm. Because I've been yet. telling, I've been telling you to wait. I've been in the glue for, you know, been in this glue stuff for a while. But I still want to, still want it to happen. It'll happen whether it's on or off air. We'll happen one day. Maybe we can make a special out of it. Yeah, we can do it. I'm fine with that. Mm-hmm. You want to do a special? Yeah, we can. We, we can could, have that as our next episode. We could stream that on on YouPorn. Yeah, it sounds good. I've, I already have our account set up uh, from when we talked about this yeah, years ago. I've been using it. Don't check the watch history. That's personal. <laughs> <laughs> I'll refrain. Some good stuff in there, actually. So Mega Wario Fan wants to know. He says, hey, J2. A lot of people calling you that today. Is that like a, that like a meme or something? Yeah, that was a meme back in the day. You know when Impact Font was a big thing? Yeah. Yeah. There was only so much space you could fit in those, so if you just wrote J2 instead of Jacob Jacob, the the great name itself, you know, save right. some character space. Mega Wario fan writes, hey J2, I'm a huge fan of your dream mega history theater series on your website. Uh, I'm not familiar with this, so I don't know if you want to talk about that, but he, he goes to say, I've created my own fan version of it here. Uh, he posts a SoundCloud link of him covering one of your songs from this series that you used to run. Uh, I can play that as the outro song um, because it's actually in WMA format, and uh, th- that only works in the in the editing software. You're only able to to insert that in after the podcast, and it also plays an extremely scary default video. Um, mm-hmm. like stock it, footage at the it, end it's really yeah, weird it's also a, we can play it but there's a bit of an issue in that it can only play it at half speed because we actually run this podcast at double right. the sample rate that almost any other software uses so mm-hmm. when we when we try to play this it'll run it in half speed but yeah, inserting media is a nightmare yeah. it, it mm-hmm. always makes it way too slow but I sent it to you it's on the portal if you want to give it like a quick listen it is only 20 seconds long um, you can do that real quick uh, while I talk. You can click play right now. I'll keep talking oh, yeah. let about me, it. Let me play real quick. Yeah. Um, so I'm. I don't know about you. Uh, I don't know about you, Rich, but I'm really curious to see uh, what this what this series is. Have you heard mm-hmm. of this series? Have you heard of this series? Oh, the series have, on Jacob's website. Yeah. Have you heard about the series on Jacob's it's website? Crazy. It was actually a cash grab. I've heard about it. I, I I had it playing in the background a couple of times. I used the text to speech to see the subtitles, so I didn't have to listen. I've to never it. heard about this. I've never heard about um, this because my uncle smashed my headphones, so I had to only I was only able to see the subtitles. But uh, there was a lot of good information about there. It kind of got a little dicey at some parts. I think because of the automated translation wasn't doing very good. It, it was mm-hmm. telling me it, it, there were a lot of just insults being flown at the screen. But I I think that might have been the job of the. Uh, of the Google Translate thing, it's well known that the um, that the I, I was watching it in the Serbian translation because I couldn't get uh, I couldn't figure yeah. out how to get the English to English one. So 
It's well yeah, known. Tweet about that. that it's, blew up. it's well known that the Google English to Serbian translation. It seems the translators there like to play a little pranks. They like to throw really off color insults in there. Um, you got to have a really tough gut if you want to stick around to that. It'll have really high self esteem because you'll come out if you go in with a high one, you'll come out with a normal one. But I didn't know the translation error was affecting the series. Um, well, I've heard I, you talk about this issue before. I was just feeding it through a through a digital virtual audio cable into. Um, into an audio modifier, and that was what was going back to the Google servers via translation and coming back, um, right? Okay, via FTP. Okay, so it was it's kind of a kind of a hacked together setup, but it, it works well enough. At least it work would work better for Serbians. I'm still, uh, mm-hmm. I'm still you know kind of learning it myself. I keep on having to check the Rosetta still Stone to see what's going the on. Ones and zeros. Yeah. Yeah, for sure, man. So, so what is uh, what is the series, Jacob? If you can uh, talk about it, you said it was a cash grab or something. Yeah, yeah, it really was a cash grab because you know everyone knows me, the big J two. Um, not hard <laughs> I just to talk about that one today. Yeah, it, it's actually something I've tried to move on from. I uh, we we have had the controversy about the trolls, obviously. You know, obviously, yeah. I wasn't in all the Indiana Jones movies, and they brought me a lot of money, so I uh. Right, I had a right. period where it was really sad, actually. I was trying to get all the money in the world, trying to get every every last dollar of every currency. Wow. And, uh, wow. Yeah. yeah, it turns out PayPal, they wouldn't let me. Did the residuals yeah. help with that? Or a do you get bit, residuals? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Some, from the conversion rate, yeah. Oh, awesome. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, I've moved on from that period. That's why my uh, my newer series, it's still in progress, but it's been out for a while. It's a Pokemon documentary, actually. I, uh, I I believe in that one a lot more. But this other series, yeah, it was a bit of a cash grab, but there was some soul. There was I had a team of people working on it. They weren't paid, of course, because I wanted to, I wanted the money. But yeah. Does the Pokemon one have anything to do with history? The history of Pokemon. So it goes back to you know the creation of Pokemon. You know, thinking about the bugs that uh, the game directors they all love playing with bugs, and that's sort of how Pokemon came about. To bring more kids to to love exploring. Well, I thought Pokemon yeah. started originally back in the 1840s with the with the novel series scrawled on stone tablets that they uncovered at archaeological sites, and then it was kind of just whisked away over time into the unrecognizable form it is today. So it really depends on who you ask when exactly yeah. Pokemon started. Yeah, it's more contemporary Pokemon. It's nothing too okay. crazy. I see. I see. Okay. Yeah. So you're telling me that it's like a half-assed product. Oh no, no! It's definitely it is anything. Well, but no, that. I I'm not fucking around. I'm just saying, like, are you cutting corners on this or? No, we're actually we're we're cutting things, but they're not corners. We're cutting the rounds because we don't want anything that we're unsure of. We want the facts and nothing but the facts. Of course, if uh, you guys have seen YouTube uh, essays, we only use facts. <sighs> yeah, I've seen them. Yeah, I've seen them. Yeah, I only like facts in mine. Anything that might be construed as not fact, we uh, we we cannot include that. All right. Okay. Well, we're almost running out of time here, so we're going to wrap it up with the rapid wrap up question, rapid fire section. So fire. We're, we're just going to be shooting you. We're just going to be shooting you some questions. Um, we're going to see what your response is. We're going to see where it takes us. Aye, aye, Captain. Um, and uh, yeah, let's. Let's uh let's see what happens. All right, so I'm gonna shoot let's you. Let's get into I'm it. I'm gonna shoot you some rapid fire questions. We just want you to answer. 
All right. Yeah, shoot me. Yeah. All right. How tall are you? Uh, over 11. How much do you weigh? Too much. What was the funniest episode of SpongeBob when it was on TV? That's a good question. I would have to say the one where he takes out the trash with the hash thing slasher, but you know, it's just me. Have you ever touched someone's belly button? I have. Have you ever illegally stolen things from a government property in a, a felony way? Well, you guys said we're honest on this podcast, right? Yes. Yes. Then yes. Yes, I have. Can you give us the exact location and where you did it and why? And when it was, uh, it was actually in uh, New York. As you know, it's really hard to come by some things in New York. So all of the government buildings, I raided all of them. Actually, I stole their pens. Have you ever cheated on a test or a woman? Yes, one of those. Tell us a little more rapidly. One of those. Okay, but get you know, get to the point. All racy here. Yeah, get to the yeah. point. Yeah. Okay, quicker. okay. It's, it's, well, it's getting a little. It's getting a little heated now. See, it was asking a lot of questions, and I, uh, you know, it was asking a lot of questions, so I had to cheat. Do you wear socks? Sometimes. Where do you, do you think? Shoes? Where do you think clouds come from? Um, water. Science. How do you think? How History. do you think we all got here? Water. What do you mean? Well, we're we're like seventy percent water, right? So obviously we had water had. A I don't heavy that I don't think that's us. been verified. Yeah, I don't know if I believe that. I've heard I've heard a lot of journals reference that, but I guess I, I never uh, I never checked the uh, the reference. Yeah, site. I mean, this is what happens when you're in the academic communities: is they just spew the same bullshit over and over. No one checks it. Sorry, yeah. bull snap. Please bull please cut that out, <sighs> Craig. Otherwise, we're gonna lose our sponsor. Yeah, yeah please oh, Craig, please yeah. cut it out. Yeah, he has. Have so you're you you're really pushing this water theory? He hasn't. Jesus Christ. I like water. It tastes good. I don't know if I believe the water theory. What's your counter theory? Well, obviously Minecraft is so close to real life that you you're think right. the person who made Minecraft might know a little bit how real life is made and how are people made in Minecraft. You just spawn in. You're right. That is and correct. What's the difference between that and the real world? Maybe someone made Minecraft. What you maybe? So you're saying you're saying it's real? It, we just it just happened. We just appeared. I'm saying there's no respawn button in real life. There isn't. So why would we I mean just when when babies get bigger, babies start small and get bigger. So that's what's happening the entire time, all the way back. Yeah, but ba you didn't even think about this that babies can get smaller. Why that would they happen. get smaller? They can get smaller from the reversa gene in your brain, if you if you would. That was do just any a movie. Research. That was just a movie. Was that not real? Benjamin Bust Buster. Benjamin. <laughs> <laughs> you seen Benjamin Buster's Magic Adventure? The yeah, I saw that the on Crazy CBS. Life Is of that not Benjamin Buster? Was that not real? No. But that's it was on TV. They put it on there, right? Like you're not allowed to put something on there. It's not real, right? Yeah, it must have been yeah. illegal. They might not have known Jesus. at the time. Oh my god. I don't know what to believe anymore, man. You know, I thought I was thought this was supposed to be like just a fun history podcast and we'd get together. Gotta stay woke. But 
I, hey, I don't know what the I don't know what to believe anymore, dude. You be quiet about this. Stay woke with your water theories. Whoa! If yeah, we're made of what, water, what why would we? Have to if say? we're made of if we're made of so much water, why do I have to drink tons of water and I'm constantly running out of it? I don't know. I mean, and there's so much right around it. There. And guess what? The guys tell me, oh, you can't drink it. Maybe how else am I supposed to get the water? You can't drink it. What else is water for? To look at it. Yeah, it looks beautiful. You ever seen a sunset on the ocean? Yeah. They uh, that's they the sun. Cause every it's because every human's beautiful. Am I wrong? The sunset's right? not yeah. on the ocean. The sunset's behind the ocean. And the, and the water water reflections aren't even real because it's fake. The things that are reflecting are real. The the reflections aren't even real. Is they're about as it's called the mirage bullshit as a picture on my monitor is anything real have you heard of photons look it up electronic waves basic science physics first grade stuff it should be in your head already by now and if it's not i don't know if i feel comfortable with having you on this podcast maybe we just won't release this one I don't think we should release this. Are you fine? Are you fine with that, Rich? We just don't release this yeah, one. Yeah, I. This one has just kind of been a disaster, the entire time. I mean, I've been trying not to show it, but it's. <sighs> yeah, it's a tough one. Yeah. yeah. Enough, Craig. Just, just delete all your all your work if you've yeah, started we're, on we're, this. Just. Yeah, I'm just. Craig I'm actually just didn't start. Recording. Craig's I'm just hitting forgot. end. I'm hitting end.